0: for founders from day yes. 1 to really root their assumptions in truth because mm-hmm. literally like that those those first like early like assumptions that you made around say oh, yes, exactly. or Dre, that you made around like your product and your business like they, they that that took you on a certain path mm-hmm. and i do believe there's certain paths where like you could have known that it was going to be bad or a, 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 a shitty outcome like mm-hmm. from the beginning because the fundamentals weren't there but because you kept you 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 lied when it came to perception right yeah. eventually yeah. those lies are going to catch up with you to where like you're not going to be able to raise that next round etc yeah. etc because this is another truth of the game it takes one and yeah. so if you like it it starts to become like as you level up in the game it starts to become even harder to just get that one yeah. right
1: Oh, yeah, man. So how's your week, been,
0: Brian, right. it's been a crazy week. Um, yeah. Uh, as you know, made a tough decision around the company, um, just kind of given the situation uh, and the reality. So happy to dive a little bit more deeper into that and some of the lessons that I've started to just kind of pick up on there. But essentially, we are looking to we did make the decision that like, you know, we can't continue forward with 7th F. Um, and, you know, we thought it was going to be a complete shutdown and somehow it has spun into like potential uh sale opportunity. Um, and so there's just, it's, it's, it's been learning on like both ends, like, you know, obviously not knowing what it takes to like completely shut down a company and then like, just starting to have these conversations around, like, what does it even look like to sell a business? And so, it's it's been a roller coaster, bro. Of like, it, I was extremely low at the beginning of the week, and now I'm going, getting ready to go into this next week, and I'm extremely excited about, like, okay, we can get some things done here. So, yeah, how about yourself?
1: Yeah, man, that's that's a lot to unpack. I definitely got some some questions if you want to go more into it. But yeah, my week has been has been decent. Um, I I came off the high of like coming off my honeymoon from from Europe, which was fantastic, to like coming home dealing with like a flood in my house, to like uh, oh boy the the uh, (laughs) this is even crazier the our videographer for our wedding like lost all of our wedding footage, so like we don't even have like any of our wedding footage anymore. Um, what do you mean lost? Like lost in the sense of like the way he described it, at least is that the hard drive. So his process is he records the video. It's on a memory card. He takes that memory card. He dumps it onto a hard drive and then he clears the memory card so that he can reuse it again for the next job. So he does his every job. And apparently the hard drive that he dumped it onto something happened where he wasn't able to access the data. He tried to do data recovery, like tried to go through like the data recovery process with the company. They couldn't get it back so we basically just lost all of our footage so we don't have any of our like video wedding footage that we paid a lot of money for so it's just been it's been a lot on like the personal side man yeah Uh, there's been just been crazy but oddly enough even even given all of that like i've been like keeping myself um just like stable like mentally stable and part of it is what do you mean when you say that Yeah, because it's like it's a lot of things that I could be stressed out about or like I could be worried about or like, you know, could choose to like give a lot of energy to. Um, And I'm just accepting some things that are just not out of my control, like the fact that our literally the whole our whole first floor of our house, like literally the room I'm in now is like underwater like a week ago, like literally underwater. Like we had to get a brand new floor, like plumbing, like walls knocked out, like it was a lot. I can't control that, right? Like, I can spend a bunch of time stressing about that. But, like, it, that was what we came back to. Like, there's nothing I can do with that. The video, you know, getting uh, corrupted. Like, I, there's nothing I can do about that. You know, like, our dishwasher went out. There's nothing I can do about it. Like, so it's, like, there's literally nothing I can do about those things, although it's valid if I was, like, to spend time stressed about it or worried about it. Like, it would be valid. Like, those are warranted. Mm-hmm. Those are all things that are warrant like stress. Right. But I'm just using not to, not to, you know, not to, not to just not to, to ingest it all. Cause uh, considering that like so many things happen at one time, like all those things back, 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 back and on top of other stuff too. So it's just like, damn. Um, but I'm just like, okay, what do I need what, to What was something now?
0: small you did this week? Rather if it was like, you know what, like I'm gonna go on a walk or like, you know what, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go play basketball or whatever that you like made time for yourself in the midst of all that.
1: Bro, so getting back into the gym. So mm. like I took a little bit of a hiatus with, with my honeymoon and even before, prior to that, like I stopped going a little bit. So I wasn't as consistent, but I just got back into the gym. So I just like I was just getting ready to lead into like I just been really focused on like prioritizing my health now. Um, mm. And not that like I wasn't before, but like really just like, hey, in in these moments when it's like when stress is at an all time high when stuff feel like it's crumbling around me, like when it's like that, like for me, it's like, okay, focus on one thing. And right now it's like focus on my health because if I'm not good, then I can't give anything, any attention anyway. Um, but yeah, if I'm, if I'm not good, then like at the end of the day, I'm gonna have to focus on my health regardless. So it's like, Hey, just focus on that right now make sure you're good mentally. So just getting back in the gym, going for walks, um, and just finding like that quiet time. Uh, and it, pairing it with fitness to just like you know let some steam off and just like clear my head and that's been like incredible like even today like i walk to the gym and then walk home and uh yeah. it just was like a good way to kind of just start my sunday
0: yeah no nah, that, that, that that sounds like a breath no nah, that, yeah, that definitely so. sounds like it but, uh, um, so yeah,
1: a lot, a lot of stuff going on, man, but yeah, let's, I want to, I want to, I got, I got a lot of questions for you, uh, <laughs> whatever you want to answer, man. Cause I'm just curious yeah. and I, I think this is valuable information. That's really what it is. It comes correct, to, correct. You know, I just want I mean, I mean, to I mean, I'm gonna
0: keep it a stack. Like we can, we, we, let's be, let's be honest and transparent. And the reason why that's valuable information is where else are you getting these type of conversations? Let's just, let's just be real. And Oftentimes when you're seeing the headlines or you're seeing the IG post and things like that, you know, you, you, you may assume certain things, but that's not the complete truth. And so, yeah, we want to provide context. We wanna be truthful, man. And 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 the hope is like these lessons, at least for me, like I didn't know about this until I went through this situation and actually had to experience it. But um, hopefully it can provide, you know, some context, you know, for founders out there who are on this journey as well um, and help you think a little bit better.
1: Absolutely. And full context, I am an investor in a special purpose vehicle that invested in 7th Ave. So yeah, I just want to just put that out there. So just, yeah, just what happened? Like what, what, what happened? Like, obviously there's a lot that happened. A lot of things, a lot of assumptions that were made, hypotheses that were made, execution that took place, things that were built, like yep. you went to market, came out of market, went back to market. So, like, what what happened if you had to like sum it up? And feel free to share whatever you think is is, is most relevant. Yeah, nah. So
0: it, there was a f- there was a few things that happened. Um, and the first the first one is like, yeah, you 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 don't know what you don't know. And so obviously, um, just the experience that you can gain from being in corporate and things of that nature, like it does provide a little bit of value, but like when you're really trying to like build something and this is your first time doing it, it's, it's, it's totally different from just like observing people and then actually making those tough decisions. And so I definitely want to give grace there. And then really when, 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 when I think about like this complete situation, the reality of the, the reality is also this, you can't, you can't rebuild a house on a bad foundation. And like, since the beginning, our foundation has like compiled into um, what I what what I would say was you know something we just did not understand that like okay like we could build a solid business on this and so that that's that contributed to a few of the decisions that we made as well um, but ultimately at the end of the day like it all ties back to spending money um, and at the end of the day we were running out of cash. And I mean, given the context of, you know, what's going on in the world, what's going on in the economy uh, and things of that nature, you have to be people first. You have to, uh, you know, think about the reality of like, okay, if I can tell that, you know, there's not a believable path to being able to raise my next funds, and I have X amount of time left in, you know, you know, based off what's in the bank. Cool. Like I got to start thinking about my people and like, because these people have families, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, just taking in all that context and understanding the job market, people being laid off, hiring freezes and things of that nature. Like and then just thinking about like okay, yes we're rolling out this, you know, new product and we've started to get, you know, a little bit more traction. When we looked at the numbers, it was like cool. We ain't got enough money in the bank and enough money's not going to be in the bank to give this a fair shot. So let's de-risk this situation as much as we can. So like let's make sure we can help our people if we can help our investors as well, we want to move with that energy. Um, and really like at the end of the day, like let's just be happy that like we gave this our all. And at the end of the day, if we did have more money, we would want to keep going. But the reality is given the situation, the second order consequences of keeping going and pushing, you you know, using debt to fund this and not really knowing how this is going to pan out, like with confidence in this environment did not make sense because you potentially put people in a situation where they can't find income, they can't pay their bills and think, I don't want that. You know what I mean? And so uh, I tried to be, me and my team, we tried to be very people driven and empathetic like of all stakeholders when making this decision, because it was a hard one. Like it was the difference between the heart versus the brain. The heart wanted to like, keep going. Just the, the most loyal and the like, the dopest team i've ever worked on and so there was all that camaraderie but at the end of the day you know as founders you have to be realistic you have to be realistic and you know like i definitely you know came into this journey thinking like understanding the value of not believing your own bullshit it's a whole other thing like when you go through this experience and you start to see like oh shit like bullshit pops up more than you think and you're thinking You know what I mean? And so Mm. there's a lot to just uncover there as well.
1: You mentioned that like one of the big signals to you that like you couldn't continue on this journey was that you didn't have cash in the bank. That is like an obvious metric or obvious uh, signal that, you know, tells you that like you you have limited time left. And we all measure that as founders often looking at like, okay, how much runway do we have left? That's like the the key metric that we all look at. How much runway do you have And that's based on cash and what our monthly burn is. So that's very easy metric to compute. What did you, did you see anything on the product side or on the business side, meaning like revenue or the potential to like, you know, turn on revenue at any point in time? Did you see any signal there um, that gave you pause early on, maybe, you know? several months earlier before you like got to the point where you're like, okay, we actually need to shut things down. Were there any like signs that you saw that things were working or things were not working? that gave you a little bit of idea.
0: Yeah. So, um, in terms of things not working, I'll take us to the top of the year. So at the top of the year where, you know, um, we, our product was completely different. It was very community oriented and it was focused on like a specific demographic, uh, of people. At the end of the day, like we looked up after you know getting you know a good amount of data in and realized the market we thought we were going after, the market that we thought we were solving a problem for truly did not exist. So at that point, you like that that that's when we had to you know make that first pivot of like okay, the market is not there. And at this point, uh, we did have to go raise our bridge round, like just just to be honest, you know, to get some more cash in and continue to experiment, et cetera but the thing that we did notice was we started talking to the creators that were on our platform so despite like that was that was the behavior that we did notice and we we're like okay let's learn from these people and when we started learning from these people it was it was taking us more in this direction of creator monetization um in like you know this idea of like a 360 kind of like ecosystem around you know influencers and creators and when i say that i'm not just talking about people that make like IG videos, things of that nature, but I'm talking about creators that create newsletters, you know, things of that nature, like wherever they could benefit with community, but also through like directly selling to a percentage of their followers. Like, and so when we started going deeper and deeper into that, like that's, that's when we, you know, we, we had the bridge round and so we were starting to, to get, uh, more traction. Um, and then the thing, the thing, there were a few decisions that say, were like, okay. Can
1: you say how much money you raise or is that confidential?
0: Uh, we ended up raising an additional, uh, an additional, um, like total. I'm um, talking about
1: just like over the life of the company, total. So yeah. So, to so in
0: total we, we, we raised 3.1 million. Got it. Okay. 3.3.1 million. Um, and so yeah so here it comes like august and the reality of it was like we we missed a few product deadlines and so that ate at our time and once again like we're doing the math on okay we need to get revenue turned on but we also know like once we get this product out there it's going to take some time to grow adoption things of that nature but we missed our we missed we missed a, a product deadline and then we missed we ended up missing it uh, again pushing it off to september so it wasn't until September that like we finally had like our revenue engine in. And so now the, now the business was ready to be, you know, revenue generated. It was focused on a market where we could actually see a need and we were getting that data, et cetera, et cetera. Now it was, now it was just about growing adoption. And that's where we, 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 we really struggled as a team is, um, just, just, just go to the market. And it was this complex problem mm-hmm. of product holding back the market. Um, and the market not really being like always having to constantly switch because the product was changing because like a little pivot here or a little pivot there. And so it was just these different nuances I, I really like just got to own up to like as a founder um, and, and, and just understand there were a few decisions that I made that impacted the market the go to market side in ways that like I didn't even really notice. And so by the time all this started to happen, you know, and we like once again, we're always paying attention to the to the bank account and thinking about our people and being able to like, none of this can get done without our team. Um, yeah. It was just like, okay, this is what the reality is. Like we're getting some traction, but it's not going to be fast enough for us to go raise another round. What's the, what's the reality. And, it, and you really got to be, you know, thinking probabilities. Like there is a chance that things could blow, but like we just, we we just did not feel confident and did not have the information to do that. And so that was kind of like the track, that led to where we are.
1: Yeah. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. What was the team sentiment when you kind of came to that conclusion or, or did you come to that conclusion, like with the team or did you yeah. off as, as a CEO kind of huddle, huddle yourself with your board and kind of come to it? Like how did that decision process break down?
0: Nah, So, it, so, so, so it was, it was made with the team. Um, and there, I mean, we, we already had some 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 people on our leadership team that were already, you know, had us having these conversations probably for like the last month, you know, mm-hmm. just like consistently bringing it up in dialogue, making sure that we're tracking our numbers, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, literally it was a discussion. It ended up turning into like a four hour discussion um, where we really just looked at the numbers and we were just honest as people. Like you just had to be extreme, like that wasn't a time to like, to be on any type of BS because there were real life impactful like consequences that come from this. Right. Right. Um, And so we ended up just having that discussion. We were split on, you know, the first day where, you know, two of us were like, Hey, like let's really continue this. We can make it happen. The other two were like, nah, we got it. You know, we got to make, you know, this decision to shut down the business. It's hard, but this is the best thing to do and here is why. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we ended up coming back the next day and everybody was like, yeah, that, that is the best decision. And so it was really being able to, it was really hard to like set aside the emotions because this is your first baby. Um, and it like, once we kind of got those emotions aside, that's how we got to the decision where we were at, but it was really, the whole team was involved. Um, and the most beautiful thing, like we have let everybody on our team, uh, including like our engineering team know the decision, the most beautiful thing was all these people were ready to go build again. They were like, "Let's go do it again." And they it, it, and so and so I think that just speaks volumes of the kind of folks that we were working with and the uh the care and intentionality folks had towards like the mission we were going after. And so yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah that makes that, that that makes a lot of sense. Would you so would you say like generally if you had to just like look at it, objectively the hypothesis that you all had around the market, the business, the opportunity, yeah. would you say that it was wrong or, or, or right? And I know like there were two, like, you know, two parts to the company, but I'm talking about like when you yeah. guys decided to go in your second direction, you had some hypothesis around generally what you were going after. Would you say that hypothesis was wrong?
0: Yeah. So, so, I think, uh, yeah, to understand the second, you got to understand the first. So the first one, the first one was like hypothesis was just building this community, like community was the next big frontier of social media where you were going to have these independent communities that owners like own their networks, their network effects, be the dominant social channels, people engage with people online. And so. We started like we started going after that um, and we specifically was going after that for like the black community. Now, I'll say we are wrong in terms of like targeting, like in in terms of the market. So going after the black community, but in terms of like locking in on the the community platform, I do think I do think we are right there. And so um, where I do think we we also this is the thing about it as well is. Once we, because we were right on a community product, and I think I mentioned before, we started focusing on creators. We started we 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 we, cre- we realized that creators can be extremely big uh, an extremely big market by itself. And so the thing that we struggled with at first was we tried to go after all types of creators instead of just focusing on one single niche. And so that's where we were. We were right that creators needed needed their own community platform. We were right that creators needed. You know monetization tools things of that nature but we are wrong in terms of how we approach the market and mm-hmm. so g- going going back to like this last kind of you know um phase of like seventh half right before we were shutting it down we had just narrowed down on focusing on web3 specific creators so creators of nfts dows music uh uh music uh crypto music uh folks as well like we're focusing on them and the reason why was once again, we've already we've already proven out the fact that people, you know, community is the future that creators need community and creator like, you know, monetization. Where is that happening the most? Web3 mm-hmm. creators. And so we, 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 we were confident that we were having on, you know, talking to the right audience now and that, you know, there was going to be some product market fit. But like the combination of missing, you know, some some product, some product deadlines along with like. You know, not being able to really penetrate the market as fast as we thought—that's what really impacted things.
2: Yeah, my bad. Oh, you good?
1: So, I guess what are you what are you thinking about? Um, I guess considering it's a lot of the team. Not, I mean, you didn't quantify, but it seemed like some members of the team have the ambition to like go on and do something else next. I guess where are you at with that? Are you done with the startup journey for now, or are you thinking about tackling something else? So like,
0: nah, still, 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 at? yeah. So, um, I mean, the the first thing is like, we're 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 in a position to potentially sell, um, Seventh Ave, and so, um yeah literally in a span of like 2 days my co-founder Deandra did what she's extremely good at which is get people on the phone um, and so we have uh, we're talking about to eight different companies right now about potentially acquiring the technology and the team um, and it's and it's looking good like some have uh, offered cash some have offered a mixture of cash and equity and our our investors would be getting a small return and so um it's it's kind of crazy how fast that even happened because it's like, okay, this can turn into a positive situation, and so right now, my head is just like just focused on that and and getting that over the line, and then it'll probably move yeah. towards like what what makes sense next, et cetera, et cetera but right now it's okay, how can we land this ship and you know with the best with the best company
1: yeah no man that's that's uh yeah, I I bet like things are just probably moving so quickly on that side, from even having to like the point of realizing like, okay, we actually gotta make this decision to actually communicating that decision out to starting the process of that to all the stuff that you just talked about with somebody else approaching you, like Vince are moving really quickly. So you gotta you gotta you gotta be able you gotta have your head on the swivel.
0: Literally, literally. It's bruh. What learn so what advice- every day.
1: What advice, like, would you give a uh, not even a new founder, but just an existing founder <coughs> in general? You said a lot of things just stuck out to me around um, go to market, and yeah. I often found it have found that that is a a much more challenging thing that a lot of founders don't really talk about, right? Like, I think a lot of founders t- spend so much time talking about the product, um, and then going to talk to customers nobody really talks about like, how do you get out the gate? Right. Like I think about it, like a track, like, like a track runner, right. It's like how you come off the block makes all the difference in like your ability to like win, win a race, right. Just how you come off, how you start out the gate. And so I guess what lessons would you have for like other founders um, who just made you some insight on, on how to avoid some of the the mistakes that you made? Yeah, no, I definitely, I
0: definitely want to be thoughtful around this and so I'm going to be honest I haven't fully processed all of them from like a go to market but mark this question for our next conversation and I'll have some very intentional answers but I want to be very intentional yeah. about like what I'm saying cuz I don't want to misguide folks
1: yeah yeah no I appreciate that I respect that cool man we well, yeah, anything else you want to say about that before we pivot to uh talking about the Twitter saga cuz there's been a lot of noise happening on Twitter <laughs> The last couple of of months, I
0: ain't going to cap man. Hey man. Hey shout out, shout out Twitter, man. (laughs) They, 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 they were a catalyst to getting some of these potential, you know, acquisitions in place. And so, yeah. yeah. Tremendous. I I, I, great, 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 great investor partner there.
2: Yeah. Twitter is, uh, Twitter should be worth more. Uh, Twitter should be worth more. Um, it's 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 very valuable, I think it's underpriced um probably just because they haven't figured out how to how to extract all the value yet but Twitter as much noise as like we like as much noise as theres on there and signal or whatever like it's very 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 valuable um, yeah
1: i find I always find it interesting that these network apps. And I'll use the first thing that came to my mind too is Snapchat yeah. as well because yeah. I consider Snapchat to be pretty valuable and I, I consider them to be undervalued yes. uh, in terms of like the value that they actually generate. Yeah. Um, but I often find it like those types of networks, like a Snap or like a Twitter, they 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 have such a hard time like monetizing that value. Like, wh- yeah. why do you why do you think that is? Considering that. We we as users of these products know how valuable they are. So why do you mm-hmm. think internally as a company they they struggle? It seems like they default to like the ad model, which is like the easiest thing to do. But even that, like yeah. Twitter, has struggled to to really build a a really big ad business. Obviously, not as big as Facebook because they're nowhere near that size. But mm-hmm. to build a meaningful ad business, they haven't really they haven't really done that well.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly. Um... The, I guess the, the ad business is the easiest one for everyone to wrap their minds around. Like, because it, and it's just like, you know, um, whoever, like the free market determines whose eyes are the most valuable, I guess, you know? So if there's Facebook is trying to spend a billion dollars in ads on Snapchat for 13, year, 13 to 17-year-olds, in that time period, 13 to 17-year-old attention is going to be worth more, you know? Uh, so it's kind of easier to like, you know, uh, price out, attention, uh, it's still probably difficult, um, but then it's also, it's hard to measure, or it's hard to get paid for the, the influence. Like, the thing is, is like, they, they have so much social influence, or, oh, okay, okay, how do I put this? They, they're they like a, oh, uh, man, I'm trying to think of, like, a good analogy, but, like, if it's like, if you had, like, a, a river, and, like, the people in it are, like, like the water flowing through it, like they are like the canals through it. Like they, they determine mm. where like, you know, things go to. If you look at it from like a, like a high up level, you know, um, they can also shift things. Um, I think a lot of their power is uh, not monetary, which is the reason why the prices don't reflect. Um, mm. But they have a lot of power though that I'm sure that they're exercising that is not in the dollar value that we see on like a stock market or something. Hmm.
0: And you're just, yeah. you're, 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 so would you say that kind of power is like maybe cultural power?
2: Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. For, for example, for example, Twitter might be undervalued. However, uh, it's very valuable for, uh, for example, how much money do you think our, our enemies would pay to, to uh, make the voice of the president harder to get to. Tens of billions, maybe 100 billion. But, but mm-hmm. Twitter can do that like this. You know what I'm saying? So, like, so, so like, yeah. they are exercising a lot of valuable power. It doesn't necessarily have a, uh, a dollar value that you can, like, uh, pull out. You know what I'm saying? It's just difficult to... You know what I'm saying? But like just that action alone is worth, for example, like Trump, right? Like people probably would have paid billions of dollars to shut Trump up and Twitter could just be like, oh, well, he's off. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of power that they're exercising that, like I said, I know it's undervalued because there's just no way. I I just think that the social capital and the actual dollar value is hard to, I don't think you can one-to-one it.
1: Yeah. I think so, it, I I think it is part I think it is that like it's it's hard to it is difficult to extract the value out of social capital sometimes, right? Like yeah. it's so the way you will that is just a little bit different. But I would also say, hold on real quick, bro. I would also yeah, say I think the other thing is just like I think it's just bad execution on on the other oh, side. That's
2: you, that's you, I think that's it's just
1: bad, just terrible, terrible execution. On for years, I think real. it's been bad product execution and I think that has probably trickled over to other areas of the business. And I would say from a monetization standpoint, it's just been bad. I think there's yeah. so many ways that they could have, I mean, maybe they have experimented with it, but it doesn't seem like they have because no one has ever talked. No, I've never heard any public analysts. really talk about it and they've never talked about it on any public earning call. So if it, if they did experiment with it, it was so insignificant that it may have just been not, not meaningful, but I think there's so many ways that they can attempt to try to monetize um Their platform, and I'm excited to see like what Elon does with it because I think, I I think those are some of the potential opportunities that he sees beyond just advertising. Because if something is so valuable to a person, then what? what, How do you then? Then I think there's a way that you can put gates in place so that people can show you how valuable it is. For example, for the White House, like what would the White House pay for uh, for access to Twitter? Like they would pay for it like because it is is another media room so why why shouldn't they pay for it right why shouldn't some corporations pay for it like why shouldn't certain influencers pay for it like they should they should pay for it if it's so valuable and it's generating so much value then they should pay for it just like when you go to netflix you pay to see netflix content uh or any other you know premium content so Mm -hmm. yeah i think i think it's just bad execution and uh yeah i'm excited to see what elon does
0: Nah, I, I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you're hitting on that because I 100% agree with you, and I think I think what what fucked up Twitter is when they had the opportunity to go the protocol route and they went they went the client route and, and I there's a specific story where um, in relation to Twitter's history where all these you know at first twitter was like a protocol there were all these different clients built on top of it tweet deck etc cetera, etc and then i can't forget i can't uh remember the name of the the, the twitter app but there was a guy in san francisco who's building all these different twitter clients that were getting these smaller communities to use these own, you know specific apps but they were all connected to the underlying twitter protocol and then he turned on advertising on top of that and when Twitter started getting investors or whatever, the investors were like, so how is Twitter going to make money? So what did they do? They shut off the off the protocol. So now all the people who want to use Twitter got to use Twitter and ended up buying his app, right? And so that's how they even ended ended up getting into mobile. But I'm saying all this to say is they they had the opportunity to really be like the underlying API for so many different apps, and I think that like turning into a SaaS business where you're going back to what you were saying around like, you know, selling, selling access. I think doing that via like a protocol or via API could be extremely value for them because if you think about like going back, what I was saying about the world of social is people are starting to look for like those more like campfire, you know, niche communities that they share different interests for. And I think Twitter being the underlying protocol, like for those clients could be extremely valuable for their business. Yeah. What did they
1: not learn from Facebook? Because what you just described to me sounds exactly like what Facebook did when they, when they built the, uh, what was it like the open, they called it the open graph or something like that. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that's exactly what Facebook did. Like let other people build on top of it. I think Zynga ended up becoming like really popular because of that. Um there's a lot I mean there's tons of games, tons of apps that were built on top of Facebook that went huge because of Facebook. Um so I'm just again to me it just goes back to execution. Like it's not like they didn't have good Correct. examples it's not like they didn't have good examples of people who had executed on that strategy very well. And you could also argue that even before Facebook did it, like the concept of building a platform that people can build on top of and monetize that access is not like novel. So I, I just think it just goes back to like, just, just, just poor, poor management. Um,
0: I think it, it came down to, they saw themselves as a social network rather than like yeah. infrastructure.
1: Yeah. And I well, think Jack that's, that's what Twitter is. Messages, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing we got to realize. Like going back to what Rodney was saying earlier, Twitter is an essential infrastructure, same as like water, the same yeah. as like like it is on that level. Digital. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. For yeah, sure.
1: and that's why you should pay for it, just like you pay for water. <laughs> Bam. You know yeah. what I saying? Just like you pay for any yeah. other utility, energy, Unreal. any other utility you can, cons- any consumable. Like we pay for that. If we think that's that, true. And if we believe that as the users of that product, then we should pay for it.
0: So let me, let me talking about pay forty four billion dollars. Mr. Musk came in there, swept up the company, took them off the stock exchange already, making a lot of crazy moves already. Let's talk about it, man. How how y'all feeling about the first week?
1: Elon Twitter. Did y'all see him with the kitchen sink? That sh- that shit was hilarious.
2: <laughs> what happened with that?
1: What happened? He he, he walked into Twitter headquarters carrying yeah. a sink, and I think I he tweeted something he like it was like a sink and he could walk in and said something like let that sink in or something like that. Oh, uh,
2: that's apparently it was,
1: yeah. a, it was, it was a joke. It was like only, yeah. only he would do something like that. Like,
2: yeah. Yeah. Have
1: somebody from yep. his team go buy a sink just so he could, yeah. use it for 15 seconds.
2: <laughs> yeah. He had to, he had to, he had to, he had to, uh, so how, let me see how I feel. I mean, I would say, uh, I don't feel nothing really because it just, it's just, it really just happened. Um, uh, I feel strange actually that people have strong reactions so early. I do feel strange about that a little bit. Like I've seen, um, and maybe because I'm on the other side where I'm like more neutral, leaning towards positive, or probably more neutral. Uh, but I've seen people like like almost mad, like, and I'm like, nothing's happened yet. Like nothing's happening yet. Like the platform yeah. is still the same. Like I don't know. Some people just don't like. Uh, one is don't like Elon. Um, So I I think it doesn't matter where he goes or what he does, it's, 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 you know, and then some people don't like people that like Elon. So like, then you have that too. So um, I'm more so feeling about like, I'm more so reacting to that part of it.
1: I think part of that is happening because, I mean, I'm sure there's many reasons to it, but I think one thing that stood out to me is probably one of the obvious reasons. Is that his stance on like content moderation Mm -hmm. has been really clear. Right. Mm -hmm. And obviously Twitter has been a moderated platform. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I think there's just a a change in leadership. That's just like if the U.S. Mm -hmm. went from like, you know, a democratic president to an authoritarian president, like,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, it probably wouldn't be an immediate change, but we all know the change is coming. Right. Like we know, like, we know that like, there's a different rule in a rule of law that is taking over essentially. Right. And so Mm -hmm. we know change is coming. It it just Mm -hmm. may have not, it it hasn't hit us yet. Uh, And so I think, I think it's just like some of that, like, and and again, maybe some of that is just like people like reacting early to that, you know, that's that psychology. like you, to your point, nothing may ever even happen, but he has been clear when he stands with, not super clear, but he has made some statements on where he kind of stands with content. Moderation. So I think for some people, they feel like Twitter is about to become a more of a free for all, and um, oh, I think that has it, drove, I think that might have driven some fear.
2: Oh, the it, the idea is it, is it the are people scared of the idea of like real free speech? Is that what yeah, this is? I think like, so. Okay, that's yeah, okay, what I okay. that that's okay. one area so, that I kind of see from it.
0: Yeah. No, so speaking so speaking of free speech, I don't know if y'all saw this Washington Post article that came out where it talked about. Um, the use of the N word
2: mm-hmm. has
0: went up five hundred percent on Twitter since Elon has taken over.
2: Mm-hmm. Now
0: I'm not I, like I don't really know what to extrapolate from that around because they what they what they also pointed to was it was like three hundred accounts that were posted majorities majority of these tweets or whatever so it could be bots etc etc then then, then,
2: then, then there's nothing to talk about then (laughs) Then there's nothing to talk about if it's 300 accounts if it's 300 accounts if if that's That's the case like see if that's the case they purposely misled a lot of people yeah if that's the case because because that bro i did not know that i mean so that's that's
1: and that's the concern but but see that's part of the concern there right just think about that think about how three if it let's just let's assume that's true right let's assume it is 300 accounts Mm-hmm. Those three hundred accounts created all this mayhem. I think that's mm-hmm. the. Cons- I think that's part of the concern that people have. Right, it, it, right, it,
0: right, right, right. But
2: right, right, it's right. also
0: how much of it I got. I'm not gonna lie to you because I was reading. I was reading a post, and similar to you, y'all, right there is like, bro, it's three hundred damn accounts. Mm-hmm. Okay, like,
2: yeah. like
0: and, and people once again, like, also, I'm just curious of so elon Elon has has never came out at least from my perspective and ever said this is what he just envisions this free speech Twitter et cetera et cetera will look like he's he has said like he's for it but like i I don't think we've ever heard his vision and I think the fact that the narrative is so powerful and the media there's such a media story around it to like sensationalize things like that way I do yeah. feel. Right now, it's not it's, it's it's not a real conversation based on facts right now, or okay, like no, what Twitter will influence. actually look like.
2: It's influence. Yeah. It's influence. People are trying to set the frame of how to how people look at his leadership. That's all. That's primarily what's happening, in my opinion, is that now that he's like you know whatever, you know, uh, it's a perfect opportunity to already start setting the frame towards a certain way. So, for example, that uh, article that you posted, I started seeing that everywhere. I started seeing it with big news, like news people posting that. I also saw LeBron retweet that and was like, this is so scary and stuff like that. So like, that's, now he's that's worldwide. Now, now that worldwide. Okay. And so, and so, but no, but like, but like, isn't to like 300, like, has the point? It is kind of interesting that 300 people can come out and like and like influence a platform. Like, that, There's a point to that. At the same time though, I think, the way that the article is, like to me, it personally was a non-factor. Um, but to further hear that it's 300 people concerns me because the narrative, again, they're trying to frame Elon's position before he gets started so that people will look yes. at everything he yes. does in that light regardless. like If you start to frame somebody in a certain way, people tend to find it hard to... Stop looking at it in that way. Once it's already been mm. pushed to that way, so I think that whoever it is, and it's not just one person, but whoever it is who the the free speech fully um, goes against their interest, and if they have enough power, and they can push those narratives, and they you know so.
0: But, but that narrative is going crazy right now because like I, know.
2: I actually had to so ch- let- manipulate black people, honestly. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's actually a good a, a good yeah. easy way to manipulate black people. Like I said, LeBron got scared, right? Um and I like I love LeBron. I was literally just talking my girl about LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Like and but the fact that he got scared off of that and mm-hmm. then broadcasting that to hundreds of millions more people, yeah. um inducing more fear. And in reality is it's not a it's not as serious as the way that it's painted. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Three hundred accounts is a separate issue. Like yeah, there's an issue with that, like those random people having influence, but that's not the same as like yeah. believing that there's a ton of racist people who are like now getting hyped. Like that's that's that different, like that's manipulation to me. Like they're like I, they're trying to
1: I've seen even uh, celebrity, like black celebrities, like mm-hmm. get off Twitter recently, because mm-hmm. after after that, like Sh- I think I think it was Shonda Rhimes' account, um, mm-hmm. the uh, producer, the mm-hmm. female producer. Um, I think mm-hmm. she like sent her last tweet and said she's out of there. Mm-hmm. Now. I think it was after. I don't know if it was because of that specific reason, but mm-hmm. I definitely started seeing that more on my timeline. In mm-hmm. addition to like LeBron's tweet retweet on my timeline, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I agree with you. I d- I definitely think it starts to spread a narrative that it's not fully, it's not fully true. And it starts to infect people. Um, yes. And that just, and has, you can't go backwards. Yeah. You can't go backwards. Now. You can't like recoup that. Well, like, oh, my bad. I didn't mean to say that. Or yeah. I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to spread that. Like, you know, yes. like, already, <laughs> people
0: already. Affected out there, out
2: there. Like, yeah. But this <laughs> is
0: my thing. This is the core point of my, like when I saw that number, like 500%, like, so we're we're getting upset. We're getting upset that people are doing it more versus like what were we doing when people were already we, like we didn't we didn't have an issue when people were already like saying it on the platform before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. I think I think I think that's my issue of like. So what it what is what is triggering people to have this visceral response? Because the response mm-hmm. is something where I'm like, wow, I didn't I didn't really expect that to kind of get this response, but.
2: I mean... It's, it's, pu- it's pulling on fear. It's because the way it's set up is it, be- the reason why people are responding the way they're doing it is because they're pulling on people's fears. Like, for example, yeah. when I saw LeBron's tweet. I understood what he was scared about. Like, yeah. I understood what he was scared of. Because to him, it's like, oh, this is actually, like, there's people who are extremely racist that are all of a sudden out of control now. And, like, you know what I'm saying? And they're getting, ripe, like, you know, getting uh, wild up and they feel empowered. And that's no different than maybe how Jewish people kind of felt similarly to to how yay was talking and he's you know sending out a message or how uh, Trump might do like hmm. so I understand like the like the fear around it it's just that it's so detrimental because it's really um it's like we're honestly oh, man, I see how people groups of people can be turned against other groups actually what? um it's way easier to see it like like that's a, mm-hmm. this is this is one of those examples where I can see I can see how a media, that ha- a collective media, and they don't all have to be colluding, but just like uh, just enough, uh, could sit there and be like, all right, um, we don't, you know, mess with what Elon doing, um, and creating a simple narrative like that one, five hundred percent or some random percentage that just you know whatever, get a few hundred accounts. It literally you can buy three hundred accounts probably for like a five hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? put a bot and it would take you less than 24 hours to do that. You know what I'm saying? And like, it wouldn't be that hard, basically is what I'm saying. So um, that's kind of scary to 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 move a whole culture of people, like with only something I could do in 24 hours. Like I can spin all that up in 24 hours. I just don't have like the media part, <laughs> you know, I don't have that, but like all the whole like 300 accounts and you know what I'm saying? Like all that, I can spin it up and make it automatic. I can make you know um, some anti. This would be terrible, but somebody could do this with, with Jewish people too. Somebody could have some anti-Semitic narrative um, and frame it against uh, a different group of people. It could be Hispanics, Black people, white people, whatever, and then attach a stat to it. Makes it look legitimate. Nobody goes and reads the article. I didn't. I I didn't. And then now it spreads like Chadrach. Like you can't take it. Like the effect has already happened. We all triggered. Like everybody triggered. So,
1: do you think it's? And this is a question for all of us. But do we, do you think it's the platform's responsibility to crack down on that? Do you think it's? Uh, yeah, like or like, sh- what should we do about that? Because we all agree, like that type of speech is bad. We all agree that the type of speech is mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't add any like good value to the world oh, and to the stream of yes, people's consciousness yes. at all. Right? Yeah. Like it just yeah. it simply doesn't. Yeah, uh, But on the other side of that, when you argue like people who want pure free speech, like I think in America, we have a false sense of like what free speech means. Right. Like, yes. like to us, to us, like free speech really means that we're avail- we are free to say things up into a certain point. It's yeah. not really free speech. It's like yeah. free speech within bounds. And those bounds yeah. really depend on the person you are where you come from with social class, like there, there's levels to that, like what you're, what you're able to say and what you're not able to say and like, mm-hmm. and the consequences of being able to say those things. So a lot of people are pushing for free speech online. Some people mm-hmm. are pushing for more control and more moderation. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think that's a good thing either. I guess yeah. where's the good balance? Is there a, is there a okay. balance
2: space? Here's what I think. Here's what I think. Um, a lot of effort, and this is, I know we're not here today as far as technology, and I hope this is something know, actually, I know this is something broadly speaking, Elon's probably thinking about, but um, I believe free speech needs to happen uh, like completely now. But I'll add on a few things. Um, what I want to add on is that, but I don't believe targeted narratives should uh, t- catch fire. Here's what I mean by that I think technology. Um, I think there are ways to improve technology to better detect when something seems to be artificially stirred up. I believe that if something happens organically in the real world, and it just so happens to catch a, a fire in a narrative, or like somebody tells their story and happens to catch fire, those are, I don't believe, platforms should do anything about those. Those are organic stories. Those are real stories. Those are things that happen, right? But I do think that um, platforms should have more responsibility as far as trying to determine, like having basically real time systems, you know, um, somehow, uh, giving some, getting some level of sentiment and, uh, seeing patterns or detecting patterns. And I, I Are you almost that, talking
0: is, about like misinformation?
2: Um, uh, it, it, it doesn't even have to necessarily. It can be, it can be misinformation, or it could just be simply you just want to target a, a narrative and spin up this drama for the sake of. It could be true information too, but like I don't like the. Here's what I don't like. I don't like the idea of very smart people with a lot of money mm-hmm. um, being able to say, "Okay, we can create this narrative and have it catch fire," and the way that we do that is by pulling together enough like in that like hypothetically i don't know we don't know if this is what happened but in that in that example with that article uh 300 uh, uh twitter accounts let's just say those were all bots like in a world that i'm thinking about twitter would be able to see that there are accounts there are there are accounts that are not real accounts that are the originators of certain uh narratives you know what i'm saying or and then also so that would require them to get better at determining whether or not somebody's real or not. So they would have to get better at that. But then also being able to real time see connections between like are these like are these bots tweeting every 10 seconds? Like because a lot of times programmers do things that are obvious in hindsight. They're not obvious to somebody who's just looking at it. But if you look at the actual information is obvious. So for example, you might have a bot that says put out this narrative. On a hundred different accounts every five minutes. That's not normal human behavior, though. You know what I'm saying? So like, things like that um, need to be detected on a real time basis. So basically, doing their best to, not necessarily suppress their like suppress those because they could have false like positives or whatever. But being able to at least I like flag certain general topics that are seemingly you know, going to a certain level, you see what I'm saying? So like, um, just tagging it and maybe also giving people a visual, uh, visual indication that maybe there might be, you know, some, something going on. Yeah. Now that's a, that's a, I mean, I think you bring
0: up a really good point around like the bots just because wasn't that one of Elon's big things when mm-hmm. he was first, yeah. you know, talking about the deal. That was one of his motivations for even buying the platform. And so I think it, I think it makes a lot of sense Um, from my perspective. I think, I think, I think Twitter is having an identity crisis because I think, you know, I, I, and in one sense, Twitter currently is, is, is a walled garden. And so because they're this kind of walled garden, they can get to, you know, they, 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 they do have a responsibility around like what they allow in and what they allow out. Like, there's that responsibility, but I do think there's an opportunity like for Twitter to think, I think Twitter, Twitter is almost uh, a portal to the internet just as much as like Google, just like most people access the internet through Google. Like I feel like a significant amount of people probably access the internet through Twitter, right? That's figuring, finding out about their different interests, et cetera, et cetera. And so because of that, I think there's an opportunity for them to, start to move more into a position like a Google where Google ain't really content moderating anything, like, because it's just a portal to the internet, the internet, there's all types of hate groups, et cetera, et cetera, opinions that you may not like, or, you know, a collective may say, you know, is bad or ill-willed like that. You still can access through Google. And and, and I think it goes back to is because Google is a very personalized experience. They do a very good job of contextualizing that. And so I think for Twitter, they gotta they gotta pick a fence. They, do they want to be a wild a walled garden, or do they want to be the open internet? And then based off of where where they sit, like if they're the walled garden, content moderation and bots are gonna be important. But if not if not the walled garden and you're the open internet, I mean, it's basically gonna come down to can you create the best algorithm? Who can create the best algorithm to do that? And so that's why like I'm I'm in proponent of like Twitter needs to become a protocol, allow as many people like. We need to get to like back in the day when we used to act I, I use TweetDeck. Like that used to be my thing. Let me find my best Twitter protocol, just as you know, some people use AOL, Yahoo, Gmail for their for, for their email client. Like the same thing here as well. And I think the closer we get to that, like the better it's gonna be for Twitter um, and just like the open internet in general, but also for like Twitter making money.
1: Nice. Well, shifting gears real quick to um, another topic that's been in the news, and this was also on my on my Twitter feed. I know this past week from the TechCrunch article about Black founders only raising uh, what was it, one hundred and eighty-seven million?
2: Eighty-seven Q, million man.
1: in Q three. Yeah. Um, out of all the venture deals, what was it like? Over four billion. How much was deployed? I, I don't remember from the article.
0: It was. It was. It was. It was a lot. It was. <clears throat> I wanna say it was forty something billion. It was a lot.
1: It was like less than one percent. Yeah. It was way le- it was way and less it, than one percent.
0: It declined from it declined from one point one billion um that was invested a year prior. So that's a million dollars basically just lost in a year. Like actually a billion. That's a billion billion dollars just wiped out an in investment from black founders so like like that. And the mm. fact that like, really think about this, that was over 32 deals,
1: 32 yeah. deals. That's crazy. The numbers are obviously disproportionate. So what, well, yeah, let's not, let's unpack that, right? Because obviously all three of us yeah. are founders. We, all, I mean, it never is lost upon us at the, how untilted the, the system is and not mm-hmm. in our favor. Like we, we are all aware of that we hear this narrative constantly coming up. So I guess when we see the stats, when they put the numbers to the to the narrative, how does how does this make you guys feel as is, is being Black founders who have, we've all successfully been able to raise money, uh, millions mm-hmm. of dollars. So how does that, yeah, I guess how does this narrative make you guys
2: feel? Um, so I think the narrative is a... Uh, it may be objectively true. Uh, I do believe it's probably uh, disempowering to a lot of people. Um, Just off knowing that um, there are many people that um, see stats and believe that because that stat is true that they can't. And so there ends up being capable people that don't even try. and that's unfortunate um, and I'm not saying that that's, that doesn't need to be out there. I do believe it's good that it's out there. I'm good uh, and i but I'm also I'm optimistic that that's also inspiring um, people to um, do more. Cause there are probably many people that didn't know it was that drastic. Um, but I also know that nothing's going to change overnight. Um, and a lot of what needs to happen is, uh, is out of any one person's control. Um, and as a founder that has raised, uh, as founders that have raised millions, um, we are in a small percentage that have been able to do that in a very, very small. And I even like, it's like, when you look at it, it's just extremely small percentage of Black founders. Um, and we're...
0: I think it, that when the Harlem Capital Report did it, it was a little over 400 Black founders in the last year or two mm-hmm. had raised over a million dollars.
2: What was it? Say it one more time.
0: It was, it was a little over 400 Black founders had
2: raised over a million dollars.
0: Mm-hmm. You know how small that is in the context it might, it, of
2: everything. Yeah, it's very small, very small. Um, I also think that it puts a light on people who are using narratives to say that they're investing in more black people. A hundred percent. Not to say that they're not doing it. I'm just saying it just puts a light on it, you know. So we can, you know, you know uh, look to the people who are raising money under the under the narrative that they're going to invest in more black and brown people, and also. Um, you know, uh, my, other minorities like women too, and also, um, uh, yeah, just any other uh, minority group. So, I think it puts a light and it, holds, it puts more accountability out there. Um, but it's just one thing. I don't know. It's it's not the it's, it's not an empowering uh, thing for a lot of people. But there are going to be people inevitably that look that look at that as a challenge, and mm-hmm. that could be a good thing.
1: Do y'all feel an obligation to help other Black founders, whether it's on the fundraising side or whether it's because it, we because we know that to build a, a successful company, fundraising is not the only input. There are several other inputs that you need, and you can have all the capital and not have the other things and still fail. So, funding I would argue is not the is not the most important thing. It is very important, and it is needed. But it is not the end all be all to startup success or just business success in general. Like there's so many other inputs that need to be right there.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
1: I, I guess going back to my question is is as we know, like the ecosystem in general isn't really friendly towards black founders. So it's the fundraising side, but it's just the general ecosystem that we struggle with, whether it's in recruiting side, whether it's in the um whether it's in um Partnerships on the on the you know partnerships having the right network to be able to get um, into certain you, certain you deals got, whether it's uh you know engineering relationships whatever it may be it could be across the whole board um it's just not it's just again it's not tilted in our way so with that being the case, do you guys feel a sense of responsibility to to help other founders of color knowing that the how the how the deck is stacked
0: i do a hundred percent a hundred and i, I do. do yeah.
1: But this is what I would say, like,
0: it's with it's with the energy of the truth. I might tell you may not be what you want to hear. Like, oh, and be, it's it's, it's, it's not <laughs> and, and it's not right. meant to, uh-huh. like, discourage you or put you down or, like, make you feel like you can't do this. But it's to give you the reality of what's ahead, because at some point, your hope and optimism has to turn into, like, decisions that lead to impact Yeah, and this game. This game is hard hard like I don't want people to think that like like you know that it's that it's not but that's how I approach it I,
2: I, yeah similarly to Bryling, um I do feel a responsibility and I also uh I understand the idea of like you know saying you know like tough love basically you know giving people the actual objective of, of what's actually going on i like to add that um you know, I definitely hold back for like to a certain level of telling people exactly. And this is not just black founders; this is early stage founders. Period. Um, I definitely hold back sometimes because a lot of times, and I've been an early stage founder too. You know, what I'm saying I'm still an early stage founder, just at a slightly different stage. And mm-hmm. there are things that you that you hear early on that don't you just for some reason cannot absorb, and it's usually because you either haven't done whatever that thing is, or or you like. I don't know. Like you just started at a different place, or maybe you think your situation is different. Like, but almost every single early stage founder I know, uh, you know, it's a lot of the truth is very harsh. It comes off very harsh to them to the point where they'll probably naturally reject it. And so, going back to like Black founders, though, um, uh, the reality is very harsh, and a lot of people have a hard time not being. Uh, you can't feel it in order to win. In this game, you can't necessarily uh, get too emotional about, about what the facts are. So, for example, um, the facts are very harsh. As we can see, the numbers are very harsh. Like we just saw that with like with that stat that Dre just gave out. And, uh, Brian, you talked about it too. But then also, we know that one percent fi- uh, of venture dollars goes to black founders. So that's also another stat that that's well like pretty well known. And so. To, so if you talk to people and you don't give them the real, then you're not, like, it, like it's like you're not really helping them at all. And so, for example, I'm not even going to say who this was, but I, there was this person, uh, very influential, uh, BC on Twitter, <laughs> uh, maybe like a week ago. Uh, and uh, he was just talking about, like, uh, uh, I think something about this narrative, too, but um, he was just saying, like, how the whole idea of how like VCs kind of like lie on their website, like the marketing aspect of it. You're like, Oh, but we've raised money. So we know what that is. Like every VC is going to put on their website what it takes to attract founders. Like whether or not that's true or not for that firm, you'll end up finding out when you end up interacting with them and whatever. But a lot of us understand that a lot of that is just marketing. Right. Early stage founders do not get that. So many times, early stage founder goes to a website, they see their companies, right. Like in the exact stage, they look at the type of founder that the person is looking for. They look at the firm, the thesis, and they're like, oh, I fit all that. And so they just think that I fit that. So they're definitely going to at least consider or even respect me. Then you might know, not even respect your company. They may not even do your response just because, like, that doesn't – that that's. and so basically the, the, the uh, investor was saying that um, we, like, we kind of lie. Like, we kind of lie because mm. we don't want to miss out on founders – that are too early, like even though we don't invest in early stage, like like napkin ideas, we still gonna p- put it on the website because we don't wanna miss out on, you know, so we're kind of lying, like, and I remember, I, I saw that, right? And I didn't Was like, he wrong for like, that? He's wrong for his language. I don't believe any grown man should be online talking about, I'm kind of lying. <laughs> like, 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 either you <laughs> lying or you <laughs> Like, like, either you're lying or you're not lying. Like, like, like so, so I'm, I'm gonna say that. Like, I'm not, but he got it wrong. That's like, whatever. He said he was kind of lying. That's where I took. That's why I took like issue with, right? And so that was whatever. I didn't say nothing though. I didn't say nothing. Yeah, it's like he knows. He
1: knows. He's know he's lying, but he does. Yes. He still doesn't want to admit it. Yeah, he doesn't you want know? to admit it's it. Like, it's like just admit like it. it. Just say what it is.
2: Just say what it is. Just say what it is. You don't invest in those ideas, but you don't want to miss out either. You don't want yeah. to not have your eyes on it. Let's say what it is. Yeah. And that's fine because yeah. that's a part of the game. You know, it's, it's almost like saying, yeah. it's almost like a basketball player um, trying to say he's not trying to trick the defense. Like, like you are trying to trick the defense. Like, like that's what you're trying to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't talk about it necessarily. Like, you know, but that's exactly what's happening. It's deception. It's a part of the competition. Uh, but anyways, there was a, a, a black woman in this thread that was like trying to, like, she's like, I don't get it though. But if that's like, if you know that you're not going to invest and like so why like why put that on your site knowing that you're just going to reject them and he was like you know further going into his rationale blah, 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 blah. and ultimately i just couldn't take it so at a certain point, i started I, I sat back and i replied to, to her not to him and i said you don't understand because what he's telling you doesn't make sense that's why you don't understand it you know that's why you don't <laughs> understand it and when i said that and that's what, and, and, I, and, I, and I said some nice, like some other stuff too. I was like, you know, like ultimately, like I just laid out the truth. She's like, thank you so much for, you know, uh, telling me that like, and, you know, I'm not crazy. And I was like, see, that's the thing though. That's the thing about him, like, like doing the kind of thing. It's like, you're being very, like, you're trying to be nice, but you're being very deceptive at the same time. Because mm-hmm. here you have a founder. This is a black woman founder. I looked at her page Doesn't have a lot of influence. She's new to it. She's trying to get started. You don't need to be lying to her. You're gonna make it so much harder for her. And it, it, it wouldn't shock me if later she she doesn't end up going down that path because she never got the difference she needed to even win to, to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So she's sitting there thinking she's crazy because you're going down a lot, she's going down a, a logical path. Like, well, why would you do this? The logical answer is that he doesn't care about you, he cares about making sure he gets his job done. That's
1: the mm. logic. That's
2: the logic. That's all it is, that's the logic. Like and, mm. and once we accept that we cool, we good. And like, everybody was good after that. But like the thing it was just, like the fact that I even had to say that is disappointing. Mm. Because he's that's this person was also has been a black founder. This person's also um a black uh uh what's it called? Um funding manager, like uh, emerging fund a uh, fund manager. So it's like you know the game, just just say it. You're not gonna nobody is nobody's gonna not come to you because you say that you're the VC that uh, wants to get something, like, yeah, I know we're not going to invest, like, for a admitting it. We all, because we all know, because anybody that actually gets to the stage of raising money, we all eventually find out anyway.
1: Yeah, but I think part of that is, like, just to play the other side of the, other side of the fence. And I only say this because I saw this same battle kind of play out between Jason Calacanis and Shamov. Yeah, on, yeah. Uh, on like one of the interviews and shim yeah. was like almost like the way jason called it like burning down the house just like being yeah. super transparent about yeah. the 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 way the venture capital market yeah. works the yeah. way it works yeah. to investors and jason was like wait, wait wait you're like you're telling all this information I, I think really what it is is that internally as it is a, a club because that's what mm-hmm. it is ultimately yeah, i sure. think just in that club secrecy and um the lack of transparency to founders is Mm -hmm. seems to be more more acceptable yeah and it's just part of it's just part of the game and i think what you're what you were alluding to is that you know from the founder side like a lot of founders especially earlier on founders don't Mm -hmm. understand don't understand that um and from the investor side i mean unless you have you putting your own cash like this guy? Dude, all he's doing is pushing money for somebody else's fund. Let's just yes, be honest with that. Exactly that's all he's doing. He has a job, no. and that's it. He he's not like it's not exactly. like his own capital that he's putting up. He's just mm-hmm. deploying somebody else's capital. And I, I mean, unfortunately, those guys, unfortunately they they don't want to risk they don't want to risk their own security for transparency a lot of times. And that's just yes. what it
2: is. And that's fine. That, mm.
1: That's just what it is. But
2: don't, but don't continue. But don't. But don't say nothing then. Don't say nothing then. So, so, yeah, they can't do
1: that. They can't do that. They, they gotta say no, something.
2: No, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they gotta say something. They gotta say something. No, because that that whole fake facade is what 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 has has really. Has really grown venture capital. Think about think about yeah. how glorified v- venture mm-hmm. capital has become.
2: Mm-hmm. Like it has been glorified. Yeah. Name
1: any other financial sector that is this yeah. glorified and just yeah.
2: public. And it's going to get bigger. It's going to get bigger perception. And people like right. Nobody goes around talking about it. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Nobody goes around and be like oh I I, I want to be in private equity or nobody yeah. goes around and be like oh I want to be you know I want to mm-hmm. be in wealth ma- I, I want to be in wealth management mm-hmm. and I want to be a wealth mm-hmm. manager when I grow up. No, like people mm-hmm. not talking about that. Like mm-hmm. if people see the lore of a VC and they want to mm-hmm. and they, they want to become that. And I mean part of that goes back to like that that secrecy, that, that whole yes. facade, yes. that, that whole, yes. uh, that, that whole act like you're pushing your mm-hmm. own money when really, dude, you're just collecting checks from somebody else. You're you're no yes. different than a founder. That's really yeah. what it is. You're yeah. no different than a founder. You raise yes. capital just like a founder has raised capital. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to deploy that capital just like a founder has to deploy mm-hmm. that capital. There's an expectation on a return on that capital just like a founder has that expectation. Like it's the same thing there's no different. And somewhere in the universe, like, it's become this hierarchy where, like, the investor here, founder here, and uh, investors just feed in, like, bullshit. And, I mean, yeah. it's, it's not right. I see.
2: Yes, it's not right, ultimately. That's what we – let's just get, like, it's, it's, it's not yeah, right. It's not right. And, and, and here's what I also would say, too. Okay, I get they got to say – here's the thing. I'm not even faulting them for lying. Here's what I don't like. <laughs> don't, don't go online and create a thread for founders. And then when somebody tries to make sense out of some stuff and you try to play the side, like you said, like he said, like I said, I was focusing on the the, the work kind of like, Yeah. like bro, the fact that you can even say that means that like, you know, you're not telling the truth. You right. know you're not telling the truth. And that's why that person can't understand it. See, you, you're so self-like. And my problem was that don't even offer them help if you're not even willing to take that risk to give them the truth because you're so selfish that this person's over here looking for understanding they're at the bottom level and you can't even be real with them you're that selfish in mm. that one interact it's a one-to-one interaction on Twitter that nobody will even remember you're so selfish at the point you cannot even say in a tweet that you lying
1: mm.
2: like like that's yeah. a level of selfishness. like and they don't but see the thing is though when you're when you want to be uh, perceived as a nice person you don't believe that you're selfish. Yes, you are. You're very selfish. Because like I said, in that scenario, that's a black, like, and I took offense to that because, not because I, like, who's the thing? I took offense to that because I see so many early-stage founders, I take out the race. I see so many early-stage founders that are constantly believing what VCs are saying on face value, and then when I'm talking to them, they don't believe shit I'm saying up until the point where they bash their head on the wall a thousand times, they're almost damn near ready to quit. And then now I'm dealing, and I'm see, and I can empathize and feel that pain of learning the truth when people could have just easily told you the truth from the beginning. You see what I'm saying? So like that's mm. like that's where it offends me because it's like yo, like just stop talking. Stay over there, y'all. Stay over there. Stop talking. Y'all can still invest y'all money, have y'all and whatnot. Just stop trying to <laughs> stop trying to act like y'all trying to fully help founders. Just, just stop doing that. Yeah. Just stop doing that because founders at the end of the day. Because you know what ends up happening, as founders get further, uh, further up. For example, like us, we know way more than we knew when we first started, right?
1: Mm-hmm. There's so
2: many. Fr- How many people do you know that's more credible than you thought there were? A lot, probably. How many people do you do you know that you thought were credible were not as credible now? You, it's a lot. We see now yeah. as founders, now we have a code of secrecy because we're not out there. Tell like being like, oh, that VC is a fraud. That'd be, like, we're not doing that. But mm-hmm. we're in the background, in our founder networks, being like, don't mess with that VC. Don't like you see know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we're doing. You know, mm-hmm. and that's our only defense against the
1: Do you think we should do you think founders should be more public about that?
2: It's hard. It's hard. That's should've...
1: what Lex, that's the advice that Lex gave Kanye, gave Kanye. Right? Like, yeah, like name name the people, right? Like name, like don't just generalize and say, hey, this group of people. Like mm-hmm. name those people who who have the problem. At least I'm again, sure that's in the lexicon. Sure I don't. I am not think. I don't sure think,
0: I don't think digital is. I. I per, but personally, I don't think digital is. I don't know digital because of how accessible it is and <laughs> yeah. how easy it is for people to just have Twitter fingers.
2: Yeah. Nah. Like. Yeah. yeah. Like really, yeah. just.
0: Ha- ha- I think you have that conversation with them have
2: that,
1: yeah. share that real feedback don't and like want to sentiments.
2: People public though. That's the problem with people. But no, bro, but,
1: but no, but but listen, you're right. It is digital, but this stuff has real world impact. Look at the numbers. Look at how much money is going into yeah. our They're literally taking money yeah. out of our community. They're literally stealing from stealing our future, our future kids, our future grandkids, great, yes. great grandkids, yes. our communities, our parks, our healthcare system, our education. Yes. They're literally taking that money, that wealth Hundreds of millions, that, is, yeah. that, that could be given to our kids and our family, all of us. And literally yeah. taking that out and, and saying, hey, we're hey, not going to hey, give hey. it to you. We're going to leave that shit in our own community. That, that's literally what they're telling us about these numbers. Nobody's talking about the narrative, but that's what the narrative says. Because we all understand how much wealth gets generated from these venture-backed so companies. We so know much. how much wealth was generated from the sale of Figma. Bro, it sold for $20 billion.
2: You know what, Gray, You make a good point. We got to start roughly more. Fez. When you put it like that, we we, we should definitely name more people directly. And, and, and that's why like, like we should definitely do that because the risk, my personal, my personal situation versus like the impact of like not saying anything like because we don't want to ruffle feathers and lose our opportunity, but the bigger impact is hundreds of billions being missed out yeah. of a generation uh, like like from a from a generation. Like that's that, that's a big that, that's a huge that's such a big deal and it's hard to see that because everybody wants to make sure that they're straight. Like I want to make sure my my shit is straight. Brian wants to yeah. make sure his family good. Drake trying to make sure his. But like it's crazy, we it's crazy. Not, we, we all so we are all put in silence because of the way this shit like you know because of the way, and mind the editor gonna have to go look at like this this whole thing but yeah. <laughs> we all put against each other type shit and that's yeah. not right. No, and, not, like, and, to right. put this,
1: and to put this in even more context, just to sum up the value and the wealth that's generated in this, John Doerr and his wife literally gave a billion dollars, I think it was over a billion dollars, to open up a new school at Stanford. Where do you think that money came from? All the kids are going to go to that school and get educated for decades, for years. All that money is coming from venture capital. All that money is coming from founders. I mean, again, it's going right back into their community. They're going right back to Stanford and putting that money right back where it came from, cycling it right back to their community. It's and We chico. all understand that, so I don't know I think it's, I think it's, uh it's much bigger than us, obviously, but I, I think these numbers are not just numbers they're not just stats they're not just like, oh, we need more fund managers, oh we need more of this no, they're literally are taken from our future like they, they're literally, mm-hmm. like our future is, at, is is at risk, all of us. Mm-hmm uh yeah. and it's not just because of that's venture true. capital venture capital is one sector of the economy it's where yeah. it's happening to us it's happening across the board in many mm-hmm. areas mm-hmm. and we as black founders and businessmen like all have to like and business women as well gotta mm-hmm. like wake up and like get in the fucking driver's seat and like yeah. help help alleviate it's, that you
2: know what, what it is it's hard to wake up when most people don't have the vantage point they don't have mm. they don't have they don't yeah. have the bird's eye view that's the, that's one of the big issues for example I can sit here and understand everything that you're saying, Dre, Brylin. I understand like 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 the hundreds of billions of dollars. I've I've talked to family members, I talked to friends, I have a girlfriend, I have friends, like all these people, there are very, very few people who understand what's actually happening. Like and you cannot explain it to them because they do not have the, the, the vantage point of the full system. It's kinda of like for example, using a laptop or, or, or desktop computer and you use it and you're in it and you know how to know how to work all the software within it, but you do not understand how all the components work to make it mm-hmm. happen. And that's a big mm-hmm. problem because the reason why the interface is the way it is is because of the components. And so for example, to compare it to the real world, the reason why the problems in the real world the way they are is because of the bigger picture of it. but There's only certain people that get to see it. And for example, somebody like Yay can see a bigger picture. He can spot a problem, but he doesn't have the communication uh, skills to be yeah. able to say what he's trying to, what he's talking about. He's t- like, I can see because I'm seeking to understand them. Not everybody, like You can tell the people who are seeking to understand somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, like, I can see what, where, what Yeast what, I can see what sparked his frustration, meaning that he hundred percent like, he can see from a bird's eye view, like, yo, I cannot move without like, like this shit is locked down. Like, even at the level of power and influence that I have worldwide, I cannot even move within it, you know what I'm saying, without the approval and, like, like it's that's a really big deal. I don't think people, like, fully grasp that and, like, what Drake said, like, for example, when I look at, like, companies, like, firms, like A16Z, I literally look at, like, a cheat code. I'm like, I look at how, like, they reinvest, like, I look at yeah. the whole shop, I'm like, I'm like, is this legal? Like, I've been thinking, like, how is this legal? <laughs> like, like, yeah. like it, it's it's hard to fathom. Like, cause it just they just recycle. Because once you get in the, uh, it's almost like once you become a firm, and I can't say low last forever. No firm is guaranteed. I can say that for sure. But once you get a like a, a, this is the hardest part, getting those initial wins, and you have enough capital to do that, and you recycle that. For example, YC, how do they lose? like like what scenario like how do they lose i'm not i'm really like it's a chico how do they lose and because they're, they're not they're not like they They just have a it's almost like being able to uh uh you figure out how to build a car and nobody else knows how to build it and only a few people know how to build that car like you just keep doing it over and over again until like the knowledge of that becomes widespread but the knowledge to build a startup is gonna be a long time before the average person if ever understands how to build, you know, a multi billion dollar company. So it's yeah. like it's not fair. It's not it's a Chico. But I mean whatever it is what it is. It's part of the game. So
1: I mean Yeah. It is part of the game. And as long as we as long as we know as long as we know how the game is structured, then you can yeah, play yeah, then like, you can choose to play the game how you play it. But yeah. that is that that literally is that is the game. Like there's we no love in this. We, there's, no family. there's no family there's no and you know the whole like there's there's no friendships in this game there's no love there's, yeah, there's the friendships before that's the, the game right like just yeah, before the you, game yeah. but once it, you're in the game, there's no friendship
2: in the game. it's not it's understanding that the mind? game
0: is mathematical like at the end <laughs> of the day everybody about <laughs> making <laughs> some money
2: it, no it's
0: math it's very mathematical everybody just care about the money literally let's just yeah. be honest impact yeah. all that there are a little bit of that, but at the end of the day, if it don't make dollars, it ain't going to make sense. Like, we just yeah, it's, a,
1: it's math and a little bit of a human bias sprinkled in there. Like,
2: oh, yeah. You a whole lot like, of the bias, the bias. You know, that, yeah, that, that's, that's, yeah that's I'm going to just tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of yeah. that. So, a lot so of that let me ask
0: it. you this question because we yeah. were yeah. on yeah. the topic of being real with founders. Sure. If there was one thing you would be real with a founder, like want to be real with one of our founder listeners, mm-hmm. what, 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 what would you tell them?
2: Huh. Yeah. Right. right, Okay. Yeah. uh, yeah, if I'm going to keep it a hundred, I was going to keep it like, let me just keep it a hundred. So look, um, the game is primarily, uh, about building an actual long lasting company. It's like, that's what you want to do. And that's what everybody's goal, uh, on paper should be. Now, how it operates in the real world the game is primarily about perception. The game is primarily about perception, and the reason why you know this is true is because, for example, we look at companies like this is an extreme example, but Theranos, right? Theranos was able to raise billions of dollars, make a young woman a billionaire off an idea that did not work, and now we can say whoever like funded it, like you know, they like say Silicon Valley didn't fund it. What? Who cares? Because like the same <laughs> stuff happens. In yeah. Silicon Valley. Like, like, they say stuff happens in every, like, Silicon Beach, all of them. So, like, it doesn't matter where, where Theranos happens. The point being, though, is that Perception got them into stores at Walgreens. Walgreens. Perception got people buying into the... Bre- like, so uh, you cannot do the part of actually building the actual company without understanding that the Perception part So, for example, you could be the perfect... uh Person to build a company uh, as far as like a craftsman skill, like knowing how the skill to do it, the right fundamentals. But if you don't know sales, if you don't know persuasion, if you don't know influence, you will not be able to hire a team. You will not be able to convince people to to join you. You will not be able to convince people to take a pay cut, take a risk. You won't be able to convince investors to, to take a bet on you. You need to understand perception, period, to a high level because you can build a great tool But everybody might not see it as a great tool. So now it's your job to be able to make that perception the right way so people see it the right way, see you the right way, see the company the right way, see the product the way that you intended. And if you cannot do that, you will fail 100%. So do not think things are how they appear to be. Think that things are how they need to appear to be to achieve whatever goal the founder is trying to achieve. That's something that you need to know or whatever the VCs and then the founder and whoever's involved is trying to achieve.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll I w- w- right w- I w- I w- build on that and say this, <clears throat> though. Like, I agree with you. Perception. Perception is the name of the game. So if you know how to if you know how to make that work, you, you're good. You're in good footing, but up until a point. And so yes. I think it's very yes. v- it's very yes. important.